You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. This week's episode is about the movie and book, Me Before You. Chelsea and I are going to do kind of a compare and contrast uh, between the two and just yeah we've both read the book and now or i listened to the book <laughs> <laughs> i read it <laughs> and we just saw the movie today yes june 3rd when it came out before we get onto our topic today though we kind of want to just catch up on what we've been doing lately what we've been watching or reading or adventures we've been going on oh <laughs> speaking of adventures katie went on a cool one this week uh, a friend of mine and myself, we both jumped into my car and drove about four and a half hours to another state, Nevada to be exact, to go to a coffee shop <laughs> called Bad Owl Coffee. It's in Henderson, Nevada. It's kind of a Harry Potter themed coffee shop. It's pretty amazing, I'd have to say. Like, And, and what did you drink? Oh my God, their drinks are so good. I had a pistachio latte iced oh my god it was like drinking pistachio ice cream Mm. but with coffee in it it was so delicious and my friend had she had like a butter beer latte so it was kind of like a butterscotch sweet sweet it wasn't as sweet as she thought it was going to be i tried it and it was actually not as sweet as we like you would anticipate like Mm -hmm. butter beer itself like from wizarding world of harry potter is super sweet but this was just the right amount of sweetness with espresso, so it was like that's good because I perfect. feel like that would be really hard to drink a full cup of <laughs> yeah because <laughs> it would be like coffee on top like, of having like your mouthful of cavities yeah no it it was good it was like the perfect amount of sweetness um, we tried to get different drinks because I don't know when we're gonna go back because that no, is yeah. kind of far <laughs> a little bit of a drive yeah, yeah. <laughs> we drove out there. Spent like maybe an hour at the coffee shop taking pictures and trying not to be too touristy. Um, we actually told the barista when we ordered our drinks mm-hmm. that we had driven from California specifically to come here, and he thought I was kidding. No oh. good, sir. I was not. I was like, no, we really did. I was like, one of our friends came here. I was like, no, we really, we really, really did. They, they should have put an extra shot in your drink we got, for that. He, well, first he told us that we got 20% off because we drove so far. Nice. It, that was a lie. Oh, you didn't? No, we did get 20% off, but it was only because they were 20% off of ice beverages. That Oh, like, oh let me give you 20% that's what he, off. <laughs> that's what he did. And I thought he was totally serious. And we were like, oh, that's so nice. And he goes, no, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I lied. He was like, I felt bad because you were really excited about me giving you 20% off for coffee. (laughs) Oh, jeez. It was really funny. But it was totally worth it. I mean, we spent... it was worth it. It was hot as hell, though. I bet. Because it was out in the middle of the desert. And we spent some time in Vegas because it was only 20 minutes from the Strip. Nice. So we hung out there and then drove another four and a half hours home. (laughs) Yeah. As long as it was worth it. Well, it was totally worth it. It was great. So what have you been doing while I've been gallivanting around the globe for coffee, apparently? (laughs) Uh, Well, let's see. I got promoted at work, so I've been working a lot, which is just fun. Yeah, speaking of coffee, I'm now a 
supervisor at Starbucks. Woohoo! Uh, but on my time off, I've actually been rewatching season two and three of Castle, mainly because I am struggling to get over the finale of Castle, and like, it just the last few seasons were so rough that I had to go back to the good episodes and just like rewatch it and be like, okay, this is why I watched the show. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I just had because season two through four was like just amazing, like amazing, amazing episodes. So I had to go back and just be like remind myself, like, okay, <laughs> this is why I stuck around for so long. Because <laughs> the last the last few were just really rough. That's so sad that when a show hits that point where every episode after a certain season just kind of sucks, which is sad. I mean, not every episode, but I mean, like... But, like, majority. Majority. That's the thing, like, with these long, longer seasons or longer than normal now, even though they're average for back then. But, um, like, for Castle, like, I would say a good 90, 80% of the episodes were great, now and like the later seasons it was like you were lucky to get <laughs> a good episode oh. like yeah so i've been rewatching those to just i don't know <laughs> get over the fact that it's over cuz it was a big part of my life at one point so and now it's over forever and now it's over forever but i i'm fine it needed i wanted it to be over i didn't want it to get any worse which it, it felt it, like it would have been. It, it could have. It could have with uh, Stato not coming back. <laughs> God, super awkward. You can't just you can't just fire one of your main characters. God. It just doesn't work that Why? way. Like yeah. So uh, so that's what I've been doing this week. Well, I don't know how much everybody knows about this book and film. I mean, it's become fairly popular since they released the first trailer. Mm-hmm. for the film. That's how I got into it. I watched the first trailer, and then I needed to know everything there was, and I needed to read the book. Because <laughs> the trailer was really good. It was so good. And then we had to wait months. Yeah. Like, <laughs> months for this to come out, and thank God it finally got here. Thank goodness you didn't read the book back when it came out. I know, and it came out <laughs> four years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. So, um, for those of you who don't know anything about me before you um it's pretty much about uh, a girl named louisa clark who becomes a carer for uh, a wheelchair bound man named will trainer um louisa's kind of well she's extremely ordinary mm-hmm. like her life is very ordinary she's yeah, very close is, but she's pretty. she's pretty extraordinary living in ordinary life mm-hmm. um she's really close with her family and she has a steady boyfriend named patrick uh, and she has a hard time keeping down a job because she used to work at a cafe that ended up closing. And so then she needed to find a new job because it was up to her to kind of help support her family because her dad uh, lost his job and her sister wanted to go back to college. So the responsibility of making the money and the family sort of fell on her. So she ends up getting this job as a carer with no experience. And... Um, Will, who is, uh, he got hit by a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. He was crossing the street and he got hit by a motorcycle, which is why he's in the wheelchair. It caused some pretty significant damage to his spinal cord. And he has made some 
life choices from his accident, which was two years prior to where this movie takes place, mm-hmm. movie and book. And he he has about six months before this decision that he's making comes to pass. So Louisa gets hired to spend that six months taking care of Will to kind of make him happy and maybe change his mind about the decision that he made. Um, and Will was, he lived a very full life before he got placed in that wheelchair. I mean, he, he was an entrepreneur. He, uh, he did a lot of exotic things like jumping off cliffs and cliff diving, skydiving, uh, scuba diving, anything that has diving in it. He was doing (laughs) it. He rode motorcycles and fast cars and, you know, he was quite popular with the ladies. Mm -hmm. And then this accident sort of changed everything for him. He has this kind of separation between who he was and who he is. And he's having a hard time dealing with who he is now. Like he's, he can't accept the person that he's become because he's so stuck in this like idea that he'll never be happy as who he is now. Because he's not who he was. He's not who he was. So Louisa was hired to help kind of make him happy, to help change his mind. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, no matter what she did, it didn't really change his mind. But what's beautiful about this story is that Will actually ends up changing her life more than she's able to change his. I mean, in the time that she spends with him, she does make him incredibly happy, happier than he ever thought he could be in the situation that he's currently in. Mm -hmm. Um, But Lou kind of realizes that she does need to live her life to the fullest, and as much as she loves Will, like this story kind of, makes you think about um, what would you do to make somebody happy um, when doing that thing would break your heart too. Yeah. So it's, it's a, I really liked it. (laughs) So, I mean, it was a very heartbreaking emotional story with very, very heavy topics. Yeah. Yeah. Very heavy topics. So, um, the novel was written by Jojo Moyes. Is how we believe We that believe that's, that's how she's, like, how you pronounce her last name. Yes. Um, she was the author, but she was also the screenwriter for the mm-hmm. film. Yeah. So, which was perfect. So, you have the person who wrote the book is writing the screenplay, so you know it's going to be very similar yeah, to was, each other. I was very happy to see that, because they get the essence of what the story is, and they know how to adapt it without hurting without hurting the story yeah exactly um so a little bit on jojo she was born in london but she lives on a farm in essex with her husband and her three kids um she's done a whole bunch of other stuff like she's been a journalist and a writer and but now she's a full-time novelist and she's been doing that since 2002 Mm -hmm. um as far as the movie is concerned it was directed by thea (laughs) shirak or sherik sherik um, this is all guessing on last names here, people. Yes. Um, Louisa Clark is played by um, Amelia Clark. 
Just different spelling. Different spelling. <laughs> um, Amelia Clark, you might remember her from Game of Thrones. She plays Daenerys Targaryen or Khaleesi. And then Will Trainer is portrayed by Sam Claflin. Claff- um, he played Finnick in Hunger Games and a bunch of other stuff. Yes. Uh, Trina Clark, who is Lou's sister, is played by Jenna Coleman. She was Clara Oswald in Doctor Who. Um, Matthew Lewis plays Patrick. He was Neville in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Stephen Peacock, maybe, plays Nathan. I don't... Who is uh, Will's caregiver. Will's caregiver, yeah. I don't know other stuff that he's been... No, I feel bad. Um, and then Will's mom, Camilla, Camilla, sorry, Camilla Trainer is played by Janet McTeer. And then his father, Stephen Trainer, is played by Charles Dance, who also happened to be in Game of Thrones. He played Tywin Lannister, which is hilarious because the Targaryens and Lannisters hate each other, so it's kind of fun to see them fun play to together. see them play in like an amicable yeah. relationship. So, um, like we said, the movie was released. The day that this is recorded, which is June 3rd. (laughs) Yes. Um, The novel was published back on January 5th in 2012 in the UK. I have no idea when it was brought here. But... Yeah. I'm assuming around the same time. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I was very curious about where she got the idea for this book from. So, thankfully, in the back of the novel, there's a bit of a Q&A section with JoJo, and she basically said that she kind of read a story about a rugby player who um, was paralyzed in an accident, and he persuaded his parents to let him go to a place called Dignitas, which is in Switzerland. Um, This place allows you... It's assisted suicide, Mm-hmm. So it's a place where people can go to what they consider to die with dignity. Yes. Um, because uh, assisted suicide is legal in Switzerland. Um, so as she was reading this story, she said that she was kind of mortified by mm. it because he convinced his parents and she was like, why would... How could a mother, How could a mother allow her child to yeah. make this decision? But the more that she read about the story and the background, that it's not such a black and white issue as she thought it was. Um, she kind of came to the conclusion that, oh, she was basically asking herself a bunch of questions. And she said, who is to say uh, what your quality of life should mean? Um, how... Do you face living a life that is so far from what you would have chosen? So she, the more she read about it, the more the story sort of stuck with her. And she felt that she's under the impression that you should write a book about something that's burning inside of you. And this story was what just sort of was burning inside of her that she needed to get out. Yeah. So she kind of took that story and folded it along with, like, a romance storyline with it and came up with this book. I found it interesting that she just wrote it without the intention of even ever having it published. Yeah, she did. So she had no idea if it was ever going to be published because it's a very heavy topic, and we'll talk about it later, but there's been a lot of mixed reviews 
um, for the film at least, mm-hmm. about the topic of, you know, of suicide and about being disabled. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she ended up getting it published, obviously. Yeah, but she just <laughs> wrote it with the intent of, of writing, yeah. like with just the need to tell a story which is good because I feel like that's where a lot of like very just honest raw writing comes from where you're not writing it for an audience you're writing it because you care about it I think that's why the the book is so good yeah it's something that she cared about and something that she wanted to put her that she could put into words yeah and that would mean something to her Mm -hmm. it was maybe a way for her to emotionally kind of get through that Especially if it was weighing so heavily on her mind. Yeah, she also talked about uh, a little bit about how she's had a little experience with um, family that has to live in care, care homes. So getting that 24-hour-a-day care. So she has a little bit of experience with that, too. So what did you think about the book and the movie? The book I really liked. Um, Like I said, I listened to it, so it was a little different. Um... There's like there's good and bad to listening to, to <laughs> books because like the the person who was reading it was like an old proper English lady and it was kind of weird hearing <laughs> younger characters uh, being told by a very proper older woman but uh, I mean once you get into the story you kind of that fades to the background and you start getting into the characters and you start really caring about them and I absolutely did and. I, I went through it real quickly, so I unfortunately don't remember quite as much about the book as I do the film. But overall, I really enjoyed the book. Um, I love a good romance, and I love a good, you know, kind of tension building up to that. So I really, really enjoyed it. How about you? Um, I loved it. <laughs> um, I I picked up the book after I saw the first trailer Mm -hmm. because I was dying to know what happened yes and I probably should have taken my time reading the book but I was so determined to read about to read about Lou and Will that Mm -hmm. I just booked through that book in like two days (laughs) like so fast I probably could have read it in one if I really put my mind to it but I went through it in two days I cried endlessly Mm -hmm. at parts I went back and read my favorite parts over again um I thought it was a really great story. Um, as far as the movie goes, I thought the casting was perfect. I agree. I agree. I think they did a really great job at um, picking the right actors that really embodied the characters from the novel. Um, I was really impressed by Amelia Clark's performance because I've seen her in Game of Thrones and it is such a different character that she plays as Khaleesi. So it was so amazing to see her be such a different mm-hmm. character. And she did it so well. It she was did. incredibly beautiful and emotional. And I still want to cry just thinking about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> just remember, we saw this like only like a couple of hours ago. Like, yeah, we were, we were so emotional for so long. <laughs> We sat in a theater full of people that were crying, and it didn't matter. It was there was a, an array oh, of yeah. ages and genders within like within this theater, and there was like this older man that was sitting in front of us that was wiping his face like <laughs> constantly because he was crying. He and was I loved crying it. too. 
it was there was like teenage girls behind oh us God. who were like super like emotional because <laughs> it becomes a question of how emotional is appropriate to get in a in theater public. in in public <laughs> like am i allowed to go into a fit of wailing tears but silently yeah, like I'm not interrupting other people, um, but you could hear people definitely sniffling throughout the oh, theater, yeah. and I was like, either everybody is has nasal congestion or we're all crying. I was together. sniffling throughout the whole movie because I was having nasal <laughs> congestion. But. Besides you, <laughs> but that crying really fixed up that nasal problem. It did. It cleared me right up. Although I had to grab some a lot of tissues. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that shows like if the whole theater is reacting that way. Like, it clearly portrays the emotion that it was supposed to. It was a definite tearjerker. Yes. Bring tissues. Bring tissues, yeah. That's all I have to say. Um, yeah, it, the movie was just excellent. Like, the whole time I was very fixed in, you know, because sometimes, you know, some movies can run a little long and you sit there and you're like, ah, but I feel like it was, like, the perfect length. Mm-hmm. I think it... Especially with, like, knowing the book. Whenever you read a book and then go see the movie, I feel like it always goes super fast. It did. It was so... It went by so quickly. Because, like, you know all the beats, but yet they have to hit, like, half the beats because they got to get through it. (laughs) So you're like, whoa, you already did that part? Like... (laughs) Oh, yeah, when they had already... Because I wasn't sure... Because, I mean, always with... Between adaptations, when you're moving from novel to to movie there's always going to be stuff left out yeah you and have then to otherwise you're they kind of push stuff forward so it's a little bit more quickly mm-hmm. like it happens uh, a lot quicker than you anticipate like when they got to go to the like when she already decided that she was going to do stuff with him to help change his mind i was like oh we're already there yeah <laughs> and then they went to the horse race i was like oh this is already happening exactly it went it went really quick so but, I mean, even if you didn't read the book, I feel like it still would be, like, a, it was really well-paced. It was well-paced. It, it, um... There were no parts that you were like, okay, let's go, let's keep going. Let's keep going, yeah. Like, it was constantly moving. Like, I love all the different montages. Like, I felt like that really kept things entertaining. Yeah, the part, um, because there's this one part where... It's just a montages of her coming in. It's over a span of 10 days. And she comes in, and each time she's wearing a different outfit, and she comes in and she says, hello, and he just gives her this, like, side-eyed, like, glare. Grump, like, glare. Because Will is so grumpy because he's, so he's just depressed. miserable. Yeah. And he is just an awful person to be around. Yeah, when he does not want her cheer no, or her shatter. No, she... She is super chatty and the most bubbly person you could possibly imagine. Her, that's why it's so incredible, like, how great she was Mm -hmm. in this. Because, I mean, Khaleesi ain't like that. No. (laughs) I mean, she has her moments of of happiness, but not compared to, like, bubbly Lou. Oh, Lou was just... I mean, she was. You just wanted to like hug her because she just exuded so much joy. She was so cute. Like the her, movie. her outfits matched her personality. Oh. Like just bright, fun. Oh my god! Yeah, we'll talk about the clothes because yes. that is. I just, I can't even. But yeah, uh, some, some differences. Like speaking of differences between the book and the movie. 
it's obviously some major plot points or a major there's one major plot were. point that they left out yeah um in the novel there's kind of this underlying uh not storyline but it's more like an underlying like event that yeah. happened to Lou in the past um that kind of helps develop the kind of person that she is mm-hmm. and helps kind of push her decisions and kind of maybe explains a little bit of why she's such a she lives such an ordinary life even though she's quite an extraordinary person mm-hmm. um she was sexually assaulted in the novel mm-hmm. um when she was in high school i believe in high school and nobody knew about it but her sister and it's tied to a location uh, to this castle, which was owned by uh, Will's father. So there's a part in the book and the movie where they go to the castle, and Lou has a really hard time going there. Like, after that event happened, she never went back. And when they go there, they're sitting there kind of taking in the, the area and taking everything in, and Will wants her to go into the hedge maze, And when she goes in there, she kind of has a panic attack because that's where she was assaulted. And she freaks out and is crying and yelling for Will to come to come save her pretty much. And he does come to her and she tells him about what happened. And it's kind of a big moment for their two characters, Mm -hmm. for their relationship. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting that they left it out. Because that was kind of her reason for not really going out and doing what she wanted to do, right? Yeah, it Whereas was kind in of... in the movie, like, her... She didn't really have any... There wasn't really there any wasn't explanation. Really a reason. He, he just kind of said, like, you should have done this, or, like, you should go out and do what you want to do, not more of, like, this is why I didn't go out and do what I wanted to do. Yeah, and so it was interesting that they kind of left that part out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it it kind of maybe hurts it just a little bit because there's not really that background explanation as to why um, being the type of person that she is, why she wouldn't go out. I mean, I understand that there was like that worry about her family, mm-hmm. um, about that support and the job and stuff like that. So that's totally understandable. Yeah, I, I guess that's kind of what they made her motive to be. It was a part of it, I think, part in the book, it, yeah. but it was more... But I mean, from the movie, that's definitely what they ended they up made kind of, it. Yeah, yeah. The reason why she stayed and why she didn't leave, because she wanted to go do fashion, obviously. She got accepted to school, too, exactly. and, and she wanted to do fashion, which was very clear by the way she dresses. Uh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, she... Because like, there was that moment where she tried to brush it off, and like be cute and witty and like just kind of brush it off and he's like he stops her and it's like you're avoiding the subject and she's like yeah i am yeah. and then she just moves on i don't know i felt like if that there was kind of like a moment where they could have put a little more maybe talked a little bit more about the background yeah i mean there was definitely they definitely could have added it in, but I mean... But then the movie would be so long. <laughs> you can't put everything. No, you just can't. So, um, besides that, we were also kind of missing a character. Mm-hmm. Um, Will has a sister who lives overseas, and she comes back, and she was very not okay 
with Will's decision because his parents sort of became complacent in it and that yes they wanted him to live yes they wanted him to change his mind but at the same time it was his decision and the only way they could get that extra six months with him that he promised was by going along with his decision and his sister um what is it georgiana she was mad about it she was very angry that he didn't want to continue living that his parents were that their parents were okay with it and so i'm kind of upset that she's missing a little bit i guess but it's I mean, it gives it gives a bit more of a well-rounded background for him, but I think in terms of the movie, like they didn't really his, need his it. His parents were upset, and I think that that was enough. Yeah, and then Will, both uh, not Will, but both Lou and Nathan, like neither one of them wanted him. Yeah, to so die. I feel like it just would have been another person that was upset that he was making that decision. Yeah. Um, and then. I think the last thing that was missing was that Will's dad was having an affair mm-hmm. with, like, somebody he worked with. And, and they didn't do anything of that. They didn't talk about it at all. In and fact, the, the, uh, his mom and dad feel, felt very together to me. Yeah, much is much different from the way the relationship was portrayed in the book. That there, his, I'm pretty sure that she knew that he was oh, having an affair yeah. in the novel. So... They in the film they sort of made them much more like a united front yes. more than anything. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really hurt the story that it's no. not like that. It just sort of gives it more of that I don't know, like better family connection, I guess. Yeah. I think in the novel would you say like it would kind of make sense that he would go off and have an affair because a lot of parents do split up when their kid is either hurt or if they pass. Like, parents do tend to kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, that relationship does... It either it either grows stronger or it breaks apart. Yeah. And maybe that was just their way of showing that. It could be that that's why they did that. But it also made... It kind of made the dad look like an ass yeah like a big big and maybe time. that was that was the point is that his that was that made it easier to understand why they were letting him do that maybe because they were a little more there was a little bit cold. more tension and like coldness between the between the husband and wife and yeah um because it's very, they show it very well in the movie where where it's very clear that she does not she does that not does not agree yeah. with his decision. Mm-hmm. And then his dad is like, if this is what he wants, then this is what yep. we're going to give him. So he's very on on Will's side of this is your choice. So yeah. I'm going to go with whatever. And whereas uh, Camilla, she's like, nope. No. No, he's my son. He should live. Yeah. And so it very much brings up the point of when this person doesn't want to continue on and then mm-hmm. forcing them to stay. Yep. So it's... It, yeah, it shows... I think you're right. It shows better... It, it shows, like, both sides, like, the both arguments. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean, wouldn't you want someone to go on their own terms rather than suffer? But at the same time, you want them to live. Yeah. Like, that's how... I feel like that's how everyone feels 
when they're thinking about it. So it's like those characters are kind of voicing both of your opinions. Because it's kind of like um, there's part in in the book and the movie where Will and uh, and Lou and Nathan, they go off on a vacation to the most beautiful place you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. And Lou is kind of expressing how she really truly feels about Will. And that's when he sort of tells her that he doesn't that it didn't matter what she did. He had already made up his mind. Yeah. And Will or uh, Lou calls him selfish. Yeah. That he's being selfish about it. So I can see her side of it because he, the way that he treated her and the things that he did for her and with her, he kind of made her love him. And then he is just going to leave her. Well, yeah, it's, from her point of view, yeah, like, he he was nice to her. He did everything that she wanted. You know, he told her she was beautiful and all these things. And then, oh, yeah, but by the way, you're not enough. You're not enough, yeah. That's, well, that's what she's feeling. That's how not she that that's feels. that's what he's actually doing. Like, yeah. he's not telling her you're not enough. But in, in her point of view... That's kind of what it is. Yeah, because he says, she tells him that she's become a whole new person because of him Mm -hmm. and that she knows that she can make him happy. Mm -hmm. But for him, he is just, it doesn't matter that he, because he had already made that decision that being with her, though, was probably the happiest he's ever been is what he says in his entire life. Mm-hmm. that being being able to know her and change her life meant more to him than anything he could have ever done. Yeah. And he's stuck in this like idea that he doesn't want her to miss out on all the things somebody else could give her because yeah. he doesn't think that as the person he is now that he couldn't give her what he could have when when she didn't know him, when he wasn't in the chair. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's so heartbreaking to think about it like that. In a way, they're both having to give each other what they don't want to make each other happy. Because even though he would obviously love to love her and love to be with her and love to make her happy, he feels like he can't. Therefore, he has to give her up in a way to make sure that she's happy and has a full life. Whereas she feels like, you know, okay, well, I have to let you make your decision to make you happy, and I therefore have to give you up. Yeah, so it's, it goes back to that that question of um, when you love somebody, letting them make a decision that would be heartbreaking to you. Mm-hmm. So it's a question of who's actually, like when she calls him selfish, mm-hmm. like who really is being selfish in this situation? In a way, they're, they're, both, they're both being, being selfish. They're both being selfish because but they're being he, selfless as well. Yeah, it's so. like that. It's the, um, what's the, the Christmas story? The, the one where like... <laughs> And you'll shoot your eye out Christmas No, story? not that one. No, like it's a, a, a the, oh my God. A Christmas card? No. Um, the one where like the, he buys her barrettes and she cuts off her hair to buy him something that he ends up selling for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> that. It's like that. Yes, yes. That holiday story. Yeah, that she, she wanted those 
those hair clips the or hair whatever clips they were. For her hair. And he wanted... I don't remember. I forget what he wanted. But yeah, she gave up her hair to give him something when... And he sold, he the, sold thing the thing to get her the hair clips. The yeah. thing that she, like, buys for him. Like, yeah, something to go, to go with yeah. it. It's... Yeah. So... <laughs> If you know that story, it makes you sense. You know to you. what you're talking about. <laughs> Otherwise, we're just yammering. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, we're just making nonsense. Um. So let's see. Do you have any favorite parts? Uh, I mean, I feel like both of our favorite parts are similar. Because <laughs> I know for sure what my favorite part uh, is. Okay, you say yours first because I need to think about mine. Okay, so I'm pretty sure my favorite part is the wedding. Okay, yeah. The wedding scene. So, um, Will's best friend and his ex-girlfriend are getting married, which is totally messed up, by the way. Like, it is just awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that line about, um, he comforted me through, through... The through, time through when, happened, you were, when you were accident. going there. And I was like, oh, like, uh, why wasn't he comforting his If we're talking friend? about, like, who the most selfish person is, uh, we're going to talk about his ex-girlfriend being yeah. the most selfish. God. Um, Her emotional time through oh the accident. Oh, my God. So, uh, they get invited to the wedding like Will does. Mm-hmm. So, he... <laughs> so messed up so he asks Lou if she'll go with him Mm -hmm. so they go to this wedding and everything is you know he's on his best behavior respectful um and there's a part where she asks him are you gonna give me a spin like to dance and he was like I don't understand what you're talking about and she just sits down on his lap and they start joking about like are are is everybody mortified by her sitting on this <laughs> this guy who's in a wheelchair's lap yeah. while they spin around on the dance floor and it is super cute cuz like the the camera is super tight into mm-hmm. right on their faces and they're spinning in slow circles and he asks her to lean forward because she smells great. And then he <laughs> makes a joke about how um, if he wasn't in a wheelchair, she never would have let her her breast get so close to him. <laughs> and she says that if he wasn't in the wheelchair, then he never would have been looking at her breasts. Like she's very self-deprecating sometimes. Yeah. Because she says that he would have been paying more attention to the leggy blondes, the ones who can smell an expensive account at 40 paces and how she would have been one of the invisible serving drinks and he mm-hmm. goes and she goes am i wrong and he goes no you're right and he goes but i was an ass yes then but my favorite line is he tells her that she is pretty much the only reason that he gets up in the morning Aww. and she says to him uh to basically ask him to go away with her to anywhere in the world and she says go on will say yes and he says okay yep and it's like this really beautifully intimate moment between the two of them that it's very clear that their relationship is going somewhere beyond just employee employer yep caregiver patient to or friend friend to friend to definitely becoming extremely romantic yes oh my god i just love that part so much (laughs) i would say that's definitely also one of my favorites but i also loved obviously their first kiss (laughs) it was so good (laughs) (laughs) when they're on that gorgeous gorgeous vacation and there's a storm 
which, by the way, whoever shot that storm, was that was really beautiful. <laughs> In the movie, it was just really great. Um, but... Uh, He's lying in bed, and he doesn't want her to leave, and he asks her to stay. Don't go back to your room. <laughs> he says, don't go back to your room tonight, and she climbs into bed with him. Yes. Oh, my God. And it was just, I loved how whenever they, like, had their faces close, it was just very intimate and very just, like, bah! <laughs> I loved the cinematography. Yes. It was so good. Oh my god. I do I do really like the part though when he gives her her birthday present. Oh my god, and she loses her she, mind. I felt so bad for Patrick because oh, like yeah. her boyfriend gives her this necklace that's a heart with like his name in it and it's super awkward because she gets really excited about the gift that her uh, her family gave to her mm-hmm. which was a handmade uh, photo album oh, yeah. that her granddad helped make. So it's very, so it means sweet. a lot. It's very sentimental. And then he gives her this like awkward necklace that he had made for like, her. Like you love me. Like yeah. <laughs> basically showing his like, this is my girl, like marking his territory, which was totally yeah. like way too. Well, it shows like he doesn't know her other than the fact like you're my girlfriend. Therefore you would want my name on your neck. Right. Yes. Like, and so she accepts the gift kind of awkwardly and Will's like, oh, I got you something. And she takes it out and opens it and just loses it because he had specially made for her two pairs of bumblebee tights. So it's a yellow, yellow and black striped tights that she absolutely loved when she was a kid. And she told him about them, but she couldn't find them in adult sizes. So he has them made for her. And it is the so cute, so cute how she freaks out. Cause she's like, where did you get these? And he's like, I'm not telling. It is so cute. And obviously Patrick is like, what the <laughs> What the heck? Why what do you like heck, her? Man? Why do you like his gift more than mine? Exactly. Like he just oh oh his facial expressions mm-hmm. when they were eating dinner and she is because she has to feed him so yes. she's feeding him and she reaches up and like brushes his brushes lip. his lip to like clean off some of the food instead of using a napkin and I thought like man if looks could kill like Will would have been dead <laughs> his like jaw was just like hanging there like what what the heck. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what happened. Man. Yeah, and that was kind of another thing, too, is Patrick's character was definitely minimized. Oh, yeah, because his character played, like, such a big role. Oh, yeah, we didn't bring that up. That's okay. Talk about it. Um, Patrick was supposed to be such a much bigger role. Like, Lou goes mm-hmm. to live with him for a short period of time. They don't ever mention the living situation No, they general don't. At all, not not really. Because she, like, changed rooms when Trina moved out and things like that, but they just, she stayed in that cute little room, which was super cute, by the way, that room. Oh, my God, with, like, her fairy lights and, like, her, her shoes. shoes on the wall. Oh, oh my God, I want to live in her I, like, room. Did you notice that all her pictures on the wall were, like, of her wearing her shoes? Yes. It was so cute. Oh, my God. Um, any other standout moments? I mean, the whole thing was just gorgeous. The whole thing was really good. I did like the part when she was talking to her dad after Mm -hmm. she finds out, like, when she comes home from the vacation after Will tells her that no matter what she did wasn't going to change his mind. Because she kind of feels like she failed. Like, yeah. Like, that was her goal. Her goal was to make him change his mind, make him want to stay, make him want to keep living. And he... In those six months, she couldn't She couldn't do, do that. And he was... 
she's talking to her dad about it and he goes well she goes I failed and he goes what makes you think that he goes you he tell he basically explains to her that she didn't that he that she gave him the best life that he could have had with the time that he had it uh that he decided to keep and it's kind of this beautiful moment between father and daughter. I mean, I really like the actor that plays that plays him. He was yeah. in um, he was in North and South with Richard Armitage, and he's great. Mm-hmm. He, as in, we don't know what his name is. <laughs> I know, but we probably we're, yeah. we're blanking, but it's okay. Um, it was just yeah, it was a really sweet moment, and he and she's kind of iffy about whether or not she should go to Switzerland to be with him in his last moments and he kind of is like it's not too late yeah they just left like you could go Brandon Coley Brandon Coley Coley yeah we're awful with the last names he was in Downton Abbey Downton Abbey people there you go um, Great cast overall. Oh, God, it was so good. Everyone was really good. There wasn't one person that was like, meh. Everybody was pretty awesome. Um, do you have a favorite character? I mean, Lou is just, like, the standout character. I mean, obviously she's the main character, but I feel like Amelia Clark, like... She killed it. She just did it so well. She's my favorite. I loved Lou. She was just cute to watch. Like, you couldn't help but, like, focus on her. You know? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you had to pick outside of her, I don't know. Like, it's hard because it was really, really focused on, on Lou her. and Will. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess I just Amelia, Amelia Clark just stole it from me. She stole everything. Yeah. So we loved her. Yes. <laughs> um, the other thing that I absolutely loved so much about this film is the the soundtrack. Yes. The soundtrack was so good, so good that I had been checking the stores repeatedly um, since I heard some of the music in the trailer, mm-hmm. and it didn't come out until today. So we rushed over to, <laughs> we went to two stores trying to find it, and we yes. found it at Barnes & Noble. They had one copy. Yeah. Which I purchased. Yes. <laughs> You're like, one? I'll one? Take I'll it. take it. Um, <laughs> the soundtrack is so good. It was really good. Like, the whole time throughout the movie, I kept thinking, I was like, wow, this is a great song. I mean, yes, the Ed Sheeran songs that were in there were great, but, like, I felt like like the song that plays through the montage, like, immediately I was like, I love this. <laughs> All, that it, was, was just, it was fun. It was, like, fun, emotional, yeah. like, a mixture of stuff. The music played really well with each scene. So when they played... I mean, the, that's the point. But yeah. But they picked really But good they songs. picked really great songs. Like, the, the one song that a lot of people heard was um, Unsteady by Ex Ambassadors. Was so kind of good. like the title song for this movie, yeah. and then also Imagine Dragons is uh, not today mm-hmm. was also a big one throughout this. Yeah, and I can't wait to listen to this entire thing. Yeah, we listened to it on the way back, back. and we got to there's oh. a and the 1975. I love that band that endlessly, and they have a song called The Sound on here. Yeah, there's not a lot of songs, which is kind should, of should sad. we list them real quick? Yeah, so the there's Numb by Max Jury, and then Happy with Me by Holy Child. That's the song that plays during the the montage. The montage of yeah, in the beginning. 
Unsteady by Ex Ambassadors, Till the End by Jesse Ware, The Sound by uh, The 1975, Surprise Yourself by Jack Garrett, um, Don't Forget About Me by Cloves, uh, Photograph by Ed Sheeran, and Not Today by Imagine Dragons. They also had Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran, but that is not, it's not on, the, on the soundtrack. Maybe... Uh you know how Target does, like, exclusive bonus Maybe tracks? They Maybe they do. Maybe it's on there. <laughs> Damn that, it. would, that would be just like Target. God, stupid Target. <laughs> um, Although that would be a random song to be, like, have that be the bonus. I know, because it's, like, it's, like it's a, already such it's a popular everybody song. Everybody knows that song. It was the song that they played while they were at the wedding. Yeah. And I love that song so much, so I was really sad that it wasn't on here. But, but I, already, I already own it, so it's totally fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you're going to see the movie, read the book, definitely get the soundtrack. Yes. It's totally worth it. It's great. Um, so as wonderful as we <laughs> love this movie, like as we've been gushing about it. Yes. Um, there's been quite a few mixed reviews since screenings have happened and since today. Um, because of the the topics that this film covers... Um, some people have not have had some very negative reactions to it yes. because some news outlets and some people individually feel that adding a romantic story on top of a very heavy topic like um, assisted suicide in relation to disability is was not a good move. <laughs> yeah, I guess people thought it was making light of it. Making light of it and... Um, a, several reviews did not like the idea that somebody who is uh, wheelchair bound has decided to do self do assisted suicide when they have um, the choice to keep living. Yes. So it's that the choice to die rather than to keep living. So it's it's a very controversial topic. It, yeah, because I mean, in a way. If you look at it this way, it's kind of like, oh, well, if you become quadriplegic, uh, you basically have no reason to live, which is not at all what this movie is saying. But if you look at it at just that, that's what, that's what it can sound like. Yeah. And but it's every individual goes through different feelings. I mean, of course, you're going to have uh, some people are going to have depression going along through such a tragic accident like that. And... In a way, it's more of the topic of de- depression sometimes wins. And it's it's more about the individual's decision rather than it being applied to all people. Because I think it was yes. more about this individual person's decision, yeah. not about the entire group altogether. Yeah, it's not at all trying to say assisted suicide is the choice. Like yeah, it's, it's just saying it was this person. This person's, this person's choice, and therefore they felt it was right to go with their choice. Yeah. Not that that's necessarily the right answer. It's just, I don't know. These particular people felt like it was better for him to go out. I don't know. It's a heavy topic. It's a heavy topic. But what was weird was that the novel has a very high rating. So it's like, what was it, like oh, a yeah. 4.6 out of 5? Yeah, like roughly that. Something like that. And then the movie had like a 2. point 2.5 out of 5. Out of so 5. Very, very So it's low. weird. Because it's, it's not like one is 
dramatically It's not different. different. They're not different at all. Not, yeah, like, I feel like they deal with the topic just as much in both. Yeah, so it's... So, in a way, I feel like people would... People who like these kind of books would choose to read these books and therefore rate it highly, meaning, like, the right audience would pick that book rather than reviewers. They have to look at all the movies. Yeah. You have a whole array of people looking at this movie that maybe it's not necessarily the audience that was going for it. Mm Mm-hmm. And therefore, it kind of skews that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's more that, like... The common moviegoer who may or may not have picked up this book, yeah. or a reviewer who may not have been into romance, not like exactly. romance style novels, because it's not t- technically a romance novel; it's a romantic fiction. More, well, yeah. Um, so this would not be the typical book that they would read. Yeah. So they're taking it just at face value of the movie rather than having read the book beforehand. So exactly. I can see where there would be a difference, but it's just weird that it's such a dramatic difference between the reception of the novel versus the reception of the movie. Yeah. And it's very clear that these are just our opinions. This is how we feel about this. And and I can see, I can see the other side of it. Like we read a few of the reviews um, that other people posted and I can definitely see where they're coming from that, um, this movie can be lumped into the category of other films like A Walk to Remember, like The Fault in Our Stars. Yes. Um, the only difference is, is that this person is a um, is not dying of a terminal illness. Yeah, it, it's his choice. It's his decision to do yeah. it, which is a very different side of it, but it still sort of fits in with these movies. So yeah. people are kind of calling it, like, boring and... Yeah, basically a lot of people are feeling like it's very cliche. Very cliche. I don't feel that way. (laughs) I don't feel that way either. I I mean, I do feel like, in a way, this... To me, this is like the next generation's notebook. In a way. Mm -hmm. Like, in a good way. Not in a, oh, it's just another notebook. Just another notebook. (laughs) Um, But, (laughs) like, we used to get movies like this all the time. Like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like movies go through big spurts like right now everything is superhero related like we used to have a lot of movies like this very either romantic drama or romantic comedy but now like this isn't these aren't the kind of movies that are being made right now so i feel like with people watching it they're like what what this isn't the kind of movies i watch right now you know what i mean like it's yeah it's kind of out of the norm like i'm i'm loving it because we don't get movies like this nowadays Mm -hmm. so I love the fact that we are because I feel like we are the audience that they are going for. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm. I am a sucker for a tearjerker romance. Oh yeah, drama. Oh my god. So we are definitely the people that they wanted to see this movie. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm exactly. You. <laughs> so for us, we liked it, but yeah. Yeah, the reception was definitely mixed. Yeah. I was, but kinda, everybody, I was really bummed to hear, like, a lot of people being I so know. negative. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was kind of sad, I thought, because with all the screenings, it seemed to be very well recepted, and the things that people were saying, and, like, what I was hearing from the actors and different stuff. Yeah, it's just the So, critics. all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I was like, wait, you didn't like it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, why? Wait, why? Why? Tell me. Um, but, I don't know. I liked we it. liked it. We liked it, and that's that, that's all that matters. That is all that matters. Um, so, 
One more thing that we want to talk about yes. is the most amazing person on this film, which would be the costume designer, Jill Taylor. Woo. We want to applaud you or raise our glasses to you. Yes, our cups of tea. Our cups like. of tea to you because... We actually do have tea. We do. We're it's iced tea. tea. It's iced tea, but... We it's do tea nonetheless. You we, have unsweetened black tea, right? Yeah. And I have green tea with a little bit of lemonade. Yeah, so we definitely raise our our cups to you. Yes. The whole time we kept like hitting hitting each other, like looking at each other like, oh, "Look at that look at that skirt or oh, look at those shoes or It's all about the shoes or the pins. It's just everything. The accessories like every like every single outfit just stood out like I, I can't even pick a favorite where did she even find the shoes like what I loved is that there was such a big focus mm-hmm. I mean if you weren't really like I don't know how you would miss this it was yeah. such a huge focus on the way that she dressed yes and her shoes and her her shoes and tights specifically yes. were the two things that it seemed to focus on a lot mm-hmm. because there would be parts during the movie where they would just zoom in on her shoes for no reason. Yeah. Obviously, like, it was for a reason. And, like, her wall of shoes. Oh, my and, God. Like, like I said, the pictures of the shoes oh on the wall. God. Like, very clear. Like, the character talks about being into fashion and, like, he kind of makes fun of her. Like, oh, really? You're into fashion? Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> because she wears very loud outfits. and But she pulls it off, like... So well. She's so cute. She's like, the only person I know that could get away with bumblebee tights. Oh, my God. And bumblebee tights and, like... She had great, some co- of the, great some color of the combinations. Oh, like, God. the patterns would be totally mixed, and, like, usually you wouldn't do that, but she pulled it off. Oh, like, yeah, and her hair, too, was just oh, crazy. She was killing the milk the milkmaid braids. Yes. Like, throughout the whole and, like, movie. like, the double buns. The double buns. On top and On the bottom. top and back. So oh overall, we just we we definitely wanted to give a shout out to Jill Taylor. Good job, girl. Yeah, <laughs> for real. I mean, man, if I wore high heels, I'd be all over all over those shoes in a heartbeat. I know. I and that don't. red dress. Oh, the red dress. The red dress was great. But I actually like as much as I love the red dress, I loved her outfit that she wore to the wedding. Yes, it was this blue floral with polka dots, mm-hmm. and it was just it was beautiful. Yes. Extremely, extremely beautiful. And her hair was great. Her hair was great. <sighs> no? Yeah. Whoever did the hair was great. Yeah. Because it was like, it was cute and different all the time. Yes. Where Will was very, I think it was to be such the opposite of Will because his clothes were very like monotone. So it was very, like he wore brown or black shoes. He wore. But it like reflected kind of. Like his attitude, his attitude and his yeah. state of mind. Whereas hers was loud and chatty absolutely <laughs> yeah but she yeah there was like every time that she'd change out like that's why i think i love that montage so much like i keep bringing it up but like i love it because it's like you go through like 10 of those outfits and they're all like extremely different <laughs> like she has casual like those cat i she was like wearing those like casual pants they were like pajama and, like, pants they were almost like pajama pants but then she had like that like rainbow striped like <laughs> shirt w- with them like and then she like had the umbrella and she was wearing like wellies and <laughs> oh, the plastic rain boots and and then like one second she'd be like in a dress and with cute high heels and stockings and you'd be like what like <laughs> but it was just so much fun to watch all that <laughs> 
I know the part that I'm just thinking about it right now. The part that I love is when she walks in holding the bouquet of like multicolored oh, yeah. daisies, and he just looks at her like really, and she just sort of like, puts the drops fl- drops the flowers down by her by her waist, and she's like, uh, uh. oh my god, she had like that big old smile, like oh, will these cheer you up? And then he's like, no, he's and like, get like, out, and I hate like, you. Uh. <laughs> she just walks away. But she does end up standing up for herself, which is great because he's being such a such an ass most of the time. Yeah. In the beginning, and he was just being so rude to her, and she was just fed up, and she finally stood up for herself, which yes. was so good. She told him like, "Why do you always have to be an ass?" And I think he was super shocked yes. at her talking back to him because everybody walks around him like they're on eggshells. Yeah. And both Nathan and her would not take his crap, yes. which was great. Exactly. So, um, how yeah. many cups of tea would you rate this? Should we go, should we rate them together, or should we rate them separately, like the book and the movie? Um. Do you have different ratings for both of them? To me, I, I kind of have one rating. No, I have one. I okay. kind of have one. How many cups of tea? I'm going to go with, oh gosh, I want to say, like, eight and a half. Really? Yeah. For me, it's a solid nine. Yeah. Eight and a half. I like it. Eight yeah. and a half cups of tea. Yeah. So, solid nine for me, I think, just because I just, like, thoroughly... Like, this movie made me feel so much. I think... And I love that. I think what drops my rating just a little bit mm-hmm. is the not having the assault part in it. Because okay. it was such a big part of the her character. Yeah. So missing that part kind of drops the understanding. So then would you say the book is more of a nine? The, the book is probably more of a nine and, and okay. the movie is more of an eight and a half. But they're so close. Like eight and a half. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. All Perfect. Right. That's it for this episode. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Those ratings and reviews really help us out. If you have any questions or ideas for future podcasts, send us an email at T with KC. That's the letter K and the letter C at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle at Tea Time with KC. To find all of our show notes for this episode and every episode, be sure to visit our website, teatimewithkc.com. And don't forget, that's the letter K and the letter C. If you are interested in some of our other work, please check us out on templeofgeek.com. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.